Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'll be your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, man? So, all right. Uh, in today's podcast, uh, we'll just be recapping uh, the Sunday and Monday NBA games. Uh, then we'll just be uh, taking a look at our last edition of playoff pickups for this uh, fantasy basketball season. And then we'll just be going over the standings and what's going on around the NBA once again. And then we'll just wrap it up with the Tuesday game preview. So let's just hop right into it. Um, just taking a look at some of the results from Sunday's games. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Brooklyn Nets in a big game, a 117 to 114. Uh, looking at some of Milwaukee's stats here, Yanis Antetokounmpo, 49 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three blocks for him. Uh, Chris Middleton, 26 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Drew Holiday, 18 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Uh, Byron Forbes, uh, 12 points, 1 rebound. And this was Giannis's game, pretty much. Yeah, he went crazy. I mean, there are some other players who had really good games as well, like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, uh, Brian Forbes, but um, Giannis, like, he was like carrying this team still. Yeah. And speaking of another carry, just looking at the Brooklyn stats, Kevin Durant had 42 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, 10 points, 11 rebounds for him. Kyrie Irving, 20.7 rebounds, six assists, and two steals. Landry Shamet, 17 points, three rebounds, two assists. And Blake Griffin, 11 points, seven rebounds, and one assist. So Kevin Durant did his part, but I guess the rest of the team couldn't get it done. Yeah, which is pretty surprising given how deep the Nets are. Yeah, um, it is surprising. You know, like a lot of their main guys didn't have double-digit points like Joe Harris and Jeff Green and so on. So uh, I guess if they just get some more secondary scoring, they should be okay going forward. I guess if they get Harden back, they should be okay going forward. Yeah, they should be more than okay. I think it was just an off night for Jeff Green and Joe Harris. Yeah, I feel like that this team is just ready to go. Because, um, yeah, th those are two key members of their starting five, as well as Harden is. So as long as they can get everyone clicking on the same page and back together, it, everything should go well. Yeah, for sure. And then moving into the next game, we have the Portland Trailblazers beating up on the Boston Celtics, 129 to 119, 10-point win there. Um Norman Powell, 26 points, two rebounds, three assists. CJ McCollum, 33 points, five rebounds, five assists. Damian Lillard, 26 points, six rebounds, 13 assists. Carmelo Anthony, 13 points, three rebounds. Robert Covington, 10 points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, and two blocks. And yeah, this Portland team, I guess as a unit, they just really, they balled out. Yeah, for sure. It looks like the trades that they did really worked out for them. Yeah, for sure. I didn't mention that Nurkic had 14 points, 11 rebounds for a double-double. So he also really balled out. And just looking at Boston, Jason Tatum, his usual good self, 33 points, two rebounds, five assists. Evan Fournier, 21 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. Marcus Smart, 11 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Aaron Nesmith, uh, 16 points, four rebounds. Peyton Pritchard, 
13.6 rebounds, and Jalen Brown, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Um, yeah, they got a lot of scoring from different players, but they just pretty much couldn't play defense in this game. Yeah, I guess speaking of defense, I noticed that Tristan Thompson didn't have um, – he kind of had an off night, so I'm wondering if it's because um, Nurkic played really good defense on him or, yeah, if it was just like – an uncharacteristic night for him. I know his points have been down a little bit in the past few games, so um, he really needs to turn it around for sure if they want to make a run there. Yeah, for sure. And then moving into the next game, we have the Miami Heat beating up on the Charlotte Hornets, 121-111. to A good win for Miami. Bam Adebayo, 20.7 rebounds, 10 assists, really close to a triple-double there. Uh, but he does get the double-double. Kendrick Nunn, 19 points, one rebound, two assists. Goran Dragic, 18 points, two rebounds, two assists. Dwayne Dedman, 14 points, eight rebounds. Duncan Robinson, 10 points, three rebounds. And Jimmy Butler, 18 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, one steal, and one block. So, yeah, it looks like it was a pretty joint effort here for the Miami Heat. Yeah, it looks like all their players are ready to go. Yep. And, I mean, it wasn't a bad game from Charlotte. I know LaMelo, it's one of his first few games back. He still had a good game, 14 points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals. So, really good for him. Um, P.J. Washington, 21 points, six rebounds. Terry Rozier, 14 points, three rebounds, three assists. Jalen McDaniels, 12 points, nine rebounds, two assists. And Miles Bridges, five points, four rebounds, and five assists. So, uh, I mean, this team didn't play too bad. They just really didn't match up with Miami. Yeah, I mean, they were down by like 10. And I see one of the starters had zero points. So, or not necessarily a starter, but like one of their players had zero points. So I guess it's just, it just kind of came up short, I guess. Well, I guess speaking of coming up short, the Dallas Mavericks losing to the Sacramento Kings 111 to 99. Big game and big win for Sacramento. Uh, Marvin Bagley, we haven't mentioned his name in a while, 23 points, nine rebounds, three assists, so big game for him. Buddy Hill, 27 points, six rebounds, three assists. Tyrese Halliburton, 11 points, two rebounds, five assists. Delon Wright, 14 points, two rebounds, five assists. Rashawn Holmes, 17 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. So, I mean, even without De'Aaron Fox, this team just played really well. Yeah, I mean... I've been saying it again, but like their their depth is a lot better than it was earlier in the season. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And I mean, Dallas was without Porzingis in this game, and it did hurt them. Um, just looking at some of the stats, uh, Luka Doncic, uh, thirty points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals for him. Jalen Brunson, seventeen points, two rebounds, three assists. Josh Richardson, 11 points, three rebounds, two assists. Dwight Powell, 13.7 rebounds. So, I mean, this team did get some scoring, but it really missed Porzingis for sure. Yeah, I mean, their team has some decent depth, but I guess Porzingis is just the player that kind of takes him over the top. Yeah, for sure. I could agree with that. And just moving into the next game, the New York Knicks really put on a show, uh, beating the Houston Rockets 122-97. to the Knicks have just been playing fantastic lately. Uh, Julius Randle, 31.7 rebounds, six assists. RJ Barrett, 21.7 rebounds, five assists. 
Derrick Rose, 24 points, six rebounds, four assists. Emmanuel quickly, 13 points, two rebounds, four assists. And Reggie Bullock with 11 points, three rebounds, and one assist. So, I mean, the scoring was really up for this Knicks team. Yeah, I mean, this is a really good game. They were able to blow out the Houston Rockets by almost 30 points. So congrats to the Knicks. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of the Rockets stats here, Kelly Olenek, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists with the double-double. Christian Wood, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Kevin Porter, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Kenyon Martin Jr., 13 points, 6 rebounds. And I mean, yeah, they just couldn't play defense in this game. And that's pretty much been the story of this whole season for the Rockets. Yeah, I guess going into next season, they're going to have to figure out how to um, make their defense better. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. And speaking of a very close uh, game here, uh, pretty much opposite of the last game, uh, the Phoenix Suns being the Oklahoma City Thunder, 123 to 120. Very tight. Surprisingly, uh, just looking at some of Phoenix's stats here, Torrey Craig, uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, double-double. Devin Booker, 32 points, three rebounds, six assists, two steals for him. Chris Paul, 18 points, one rebound, 11 assists, also with the double-double. Cameron Johnson, 12 points, two rebounds. And Mikel Bridges, uh, 11 points, one rebound, and two assists. So, I mean... A win's a win, but uh, I don't know. Are you concerned about Phoenix after this game? Um, I think maybe it was just kind of an, an off night. I mean, OKC is like a pretty good team. They're just a couple of pieces away from making it to the playoffs. So, I mean, I don't think I'd be too worried as of right now. Yeah, and I mean, OKC did play well in this game. A lot of spread out scoring here. Darius Basley, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Lou Dort, 10 rebounds, one re- 10 points, 1 rebound, 4 assists. Um, Theo Maladin, 18 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Isaiah Roby, 11 points, 5 rebounds. Ty Jerome, five, 15 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists. Kenrick Williams, 15 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. And Gabriel Deck, 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. So there are a lot of double-digit scorers on this team. They've played really well as a team. Yeah, and I noticed that um, Shai Gilgas-Alexander isn't even playing this game. So imagine if he was in. Yeah, they're really looking like they're becoming a much better team. We'll just have to see how they play in the years going forward. Yeah, for sure. And then moving into the next game, this was a really tight game. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers beating the San Antonio Spurs 113 to 111. Um, Joel Embiid, big game once again, 34 points, 12 rebounds, one assist, double double. Seth Curry, 22 points, five rebounds, one assist, two steals. So big game for him. Dwight Howard, 14 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, double double. Danny Green, 11 points, five rebounds, three assists. And I mean, yeah, this team just really, um, they really turned it up, I guess, um, late in the game. I know the Spurs were trying to come back, but Philly just sort of held on and got the job done. Yeah, a really good job by the Spurs. They were able to come away with the win in overtime. Uh, it was oh, kind it was of like overtime. a... I didn't, I didn't know it was an overtime. <laughs> yeah, it was like they barely won by, by like two points. I think they had six points in overtime and the Spurs had four. 
Yeah, my Spurs always finding a way to lose big overtime games. But yeah, just looking at the Spurs, Keldon Johnson, 19 points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals for him. Rudy Gay, 18 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals. So double, double there. Drew Eubanks, uh, 10.6 rebounds for him. Uh, Gory Diang had uh, 16 points, uh, four, 17 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. And Lonnie Walker had 23 points to go with his two assists. So without DeMar DeRozan, they played pretty well. Yeah, I think this is actually a pretty good game by the Spurs in general. Um I know like they came up a little bit short, but again, it was only two points and it was against the best team in the East. And if they had DeMar, it would have been even more competitive. They probably could have won. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. And speaking of a team that just came up short, the LA Lakers falling to the Toronto Raptors, 121 to 114. It's a really big game for Toronto. Pascal Siakam, 39 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. So double-double with a full line for Siakam. Kyle Lowry, 37 points, two rebounds, 11 assists. So double-double for him. DeAndre Bembry, 14 points, eight rebounds, one assist, three steals. Uh, Freddie Gillespie, uh, 11.7 rebounds for him. And this team, I mean, they were missing players. No OG, no OG and in this game. Uh, no Fred Van Vliet. And they just played the pretty much best game of the season, in my mind, uh, against a top-tier West team. Yeah, this was a Herculean effort by both Pascal and Kyle Lowry. I mean, hopefully the other players, they can get double digits. I mean, Bembry got double digits, and so did Gillespie, but... Um, I see a lot of like low single digits by the other teams. So hopefully they'll be able to um, get their shots in as well. Cause I don't think Siakam and Lowry will be able to pull off this Herculean effort every game. Every night. Yeah. I know it's going to be tough. And just looking at some of the Lakers stats, LeBron James, uh, 19.7 rebounds, six assists, Anthony Davis, 12.9 rebounds, seven assists, three steals, one block. So full line for him. Andre Drummond, 19 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, so double-double. Catavius Caldwell-Pope, uh, 10 points, one rebound, four assists, two steals. Kyle Kuzma, 24 points, three rebounds. Taylor Horton-Tucker, 14 points, three rebounds, seven assists for him. And, I mean, the Lakers looked pretty healthy. I know they were without um, um, the, their point guard, um, his name Dennis is just Schroeder. His, Dennis Schroeder, sorry. His name just escaped my mind for a sec. And, yeah, um, I, it might have mattered just because of how much Kyle Lowry really popped off in this game. Uh, but I still think that the Raptors really played like the better team in this game. Yeah, I think especially in the first half, it looks like um, the Lakers were struggling to find an answer to keep up with the Raptors. So I'm guessing that might end up um, being something for the Lakers to kind of work on in the playoffs, how to keep up with um, faster teams. So Hopefully Schroeder will be able to kind of make up for that. Yeah, for sure. And just moving to the Monday slate, uh, the Orlando Magic being the Detroit Pistons, 119 to 112. I'm just looking at some of Orlando's stats. Wendell Carter Jr., 11 points, five rebounds, one assist. Gary Harris, 11 points, one rebound, one assist. RJ Hampton, 16.7 rebounds, 10 assists. So double-double there. Uh Ignis Brazdekis had uh, 14 points, three rebounds, one assist, two steals. Mo Bamba, 22 points, 15 rebounds, two assists. So he got a double-double. 
uh, Chasson Randall had 18 points, five rebounds, and three assists. So a lot of new names in this Orlando lineup, but they seem to play well. Yeah, uh, this was a really good game by the Magic, and hopefully they'll be able to get more wins like this. And then looking at Detroit stats, <clears throat> no Jeremy Grant <clears throat> in this game for them. Um, Sadiq Bay, 26 points, nine rebounds, one assist, two steals for him. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, 10 points, eight rebounds, one assist, three blocks. So good game for him. Uh, Hamidou Diallo, uh, 16.7 rebounds, one assist. Frank Jackson, 19 points, two rebounds, two assists. And Tyler Cook with 13 points, three rebounds and one assist. So yeah, I mean, Sadiq Bey is one of the best players on this team, but this team's definitely not the same without Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I guess they were just uh, missing Jeremy Grant's production. It might have been a different story if he was in, but I think this is still a really good uh, job by the Magic. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely agree with that. And there was a really high-scoring game here on the slate. The Washington Wizards, this was not even an overtime game. The Washington Wizards beating the Indiana Pacers 154 to 141. It almost seemed like every bucket was going in. I mean, like it was it was crazy. Um, just looking at some of Washington's stats here. Um, some solid efforts from uh, Bradley Beal first, 26 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals. Ruri Hachimura, 27.7 rebounds, two assists. Russell Westbrook, triple-double with 14 points, 21 rebounds, and 24 assists. If he had gotten 20, 20, and 20 again, that would, that would have been crazy. But he was really close. So props to him. Robin Lopez, 11 points, one rebound, one assist. Alex Len, 12 points, two rebounds. Ish Smith, 13 points, two rebounds, one assist. Davis Bertans, 14 points, four rebounds, five assists. Chandler Hutchinson, 13 points, three assists and three steals. And Daniel Gafford with 15 points and two rebounds. So, yeah, there was lots of scoring in this game. That's all I could really say. There was no defense from this Pacers team. I mean, this is actually kind of insane. If you look at the field goal, Bradley Beal was the only player like over 15 minutes with less than 50% field goal. I think him and Raul uh, Nato, everyone else actually know yeah, there was he, three. He just probably but, like, took everyone a lot of else. shots, yeah. Yeah, and like pretty much everyone else besides them and like Bertans, they got over 50% field goal. So I guess that's a really good job by the... I guess the players who have um, less buckets just try to make every shot that you can. And it honestly worked out for them. Yeah. And uh, Demantis Sabonis played in this game for the Pacers. He had 32 points, 19 rebounds, nine assists and three steals. So he had a really big game, double, double there. Karis Levert, 33.7 rebounds, five assists. Um, O'Shea Brissett, 10 points, four rebounds. Doug McDermott, 11 points, one rebound. Edmund Sumner, uh, 10 points, two rebounds, one assist. Justin Holiday, 15 points, one rebound, two assists. TJ McConnell, 15 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals. And Aaron Holiday, 15 points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, and one block. So, um, yeah, in, Indiana got their scoring, but they just couldn't play defense here. Yeah, that's kind of uh, what it looks like. I guess they were trying to outpace the Wizards and... Uh, I guess it just didn't work out. Yeah, speaking of outpacing and not working out, um, the Pelicans fall to the Golden State Warriors, 123-108. to 
Well, who else is going to carry Golden State but Steph Curry, 41 points, four rebounds, eight assists. He's having an MVP-level season for sure. Um, Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, four rebounds, two blocks. Draymond Green, triple-double, 10 points, 13 rebounds, 15 assists, three steals, two blocks. If you have this guy in fantasy, he's just a, he's, he's an amazing player. Uh, he covers almost every category. Um, uh, one, uh, Toscano Anderson, uh, 14 points, five rebounds, four assists. Jordan Poole, 11 points, one rebound, and one assist. So, yeah, this team just played really well. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody, um, everybody was pulling their weight, basically. I know Steph Curry, he had the most production, but I see a lot of the other players, they were, they also had a lot of points as well. And they did it without both Kelly Oubre and Eric Pascal. So um, when this team does get healthy, they should have a chance to sort of um, make a run at least. Um, I don't know how far they'll go, but we'll definitely have to see. They're going to have a really tough road, but if they actually um, end up going on a run, I think this might be one of the best warrior runs. Yeah, definitely. And just looking at the Pelicans, Zion Williamson, 32.8 rebounds, one assist. Brandon Ingram, 19 points, two rebounds, four assists. Uh, Najee Marshall, uh, 12.6 rebounds, one assist. Eric Bledsoe, 11 points, five rebounds, four assists. And Willie Hernan Gomez, 10.7 rebounds and one assist. So, I mean, the Pelicans played well, but yeah, they just couldn't get it done here. Yeah, I guess um, Zion, he did as well as usual and... I guess uh, everyone was uh, trying their best, but they just kind of came up short. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at um, the next game, the Atlanta Hawks beating the Portland Trailblazers, 123 to 114. Good game for the Hawks. Um, Just looking at some of the stats, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 25 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. Trey Young, 21 points, six rebounds, 11 assists, double-double. Clint Capella, 11 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two blocks, so double-double there as well. And then John Collins, 15 points, eight rebounds, one assist, along with Danilo Gallinari adding 28 points, eight rebounds, two assists, and two steals. He was clearly the best player in this game for the Atlanta Hawks. So what do you think about this Hawks team? Um, I mean, they're, they're really good with, uh, Trey Young in, but like with him out, it's kind of like they struggle a little bit. So I guess this game, it looks, it looks like even if he wasn't in, they, they would have been okay, I think. But yeah, I guess he's the player that kind of takes him over the top. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of the Portland stats here. Damian Lillard, 33 points, two rebounds, eight assists, two steals. CJ McCollum, 20 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Norman Powell, 15 points, four rebounds, two assists. And Carmelo Anthony, 14 points. And yeah, other than that, there wasn't much scoring for this Portland team coming off their back-to-back. Yeah, I guess they're kind of reliant on, I guess mostly they're starting five Ennis Canner and Carmelo Anthony for the most part. Um, I noticed that um, Harry Giles, he got seven points so in only five minutes. So that was a really good job. So maybe they should start uh, giving him more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just looking at another score from the evening, 
Um, it looks like the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Chicago Bulls by a score of 106 to 94. Um, Philly playing really well. Joel Embiid, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, so double-double. Tobias Harris, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Danny Green, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals. Ben Simmons, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals. And Seth Curry with 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. So, I mean, the starting five for this team, they just pretty much are the players that produced for the Sixers. Yeah, I think outside of the Nets, I would say that the 76ers have the best starting five in the East on paper, I think. Yeah, they're definitely a team that's definitely going to try and make a long run this year. And just looking at the Chicago Bulls stats here, Kobe White, 23 points, two rebounds, five assists. Thomas Sadoransky, 10 points, four rebounds, six assists. Denzel Valentine, 11 points, two rebounds, four assists. Thaddeus Young, 13 points, four rebounds, three assists. And Daniel Theis with 11 points, eight rebounds, three assists, and two steals. So um, Chicago clearly missed Levine, clearly missed Vucevic, and they weren't the same team. Yeah, I mean, they did all right, considering that they didn't have Levine or Vucevic, but... I guess they just need at least one of those players in order to compete with the 76ers. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of a team that really just didn't compete tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies could not compete with the New York Knicks. The Knicks have been so hot. Uh, They won 118 to 104. They're now fourth in the Eastern Conference. So this Knicks team is looking so strong. Julius Randle, 28.6 rebounds, 6 assists. Derrick Rose, 25 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. RJ Barrett, 15.7 rebounds, 3 assists. Alfred Payton, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And Reggie Bullock with 13 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. So, yeah, this team just balled out once again. Yeah, they almost had their whole starting five get over double digits. And, I mean, they've been like last two games averaging around 120 points per game. So they're really improving their scoring. So they definitely have a chance to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah. I think again, this is like the best Knicks team that they've had in a long time. And I guess New York fans got to be happy about that. Yeah, they absolutely should. And just looking at some of Memphis's stats here, uh, Dylan Brooks, 25 points, one rebound, one assist, two steals. Uh, Kyle Anderson, 13 points, six rebounds, seven assists. Jonas Valanciunas, 11.16 rebounds, so double-double for him. And Jaron Jackson Jr., 15 points, three rebounds. Desmond Bain, 22 points, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals. He had a big game for them. And John Morant was pretty quiet. Uh, didn't get double-digit points. So I think maybe that was the reason Memphis didn't pull it off. Yeah, it looks like he had an off night because normally he can get uh, 20 points. So I'm guessing maybe they just, uh, the Knicks have kind of figured out a scheme that kind of works against uh, John Morant maybe. Yeah, for sure. And um, just looking at the next game, uh, the Utah Jazz beating the San Antonio Spurs 110-99. to um, just looking at some of the stats here, Rudy Gobert, 24 points, 15 rebounds, one assist, two steals, three blocks. So big game for him, double-double. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, 25 points, three rebounds, two assists. Georges Niang, 11 points, three rebounds, two assists. Joe Ingles, 13 points, two rebounds, nine assists, two steals. So good game for him. 
And then Jordan Clarkson adding 16.6 rebounds, five assists, and two steals. And, I mean, without both Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, I mean, the Jazz still got it done. Yeah, I mean, speaking of uh, depth, the Jazz are an incredibly deep team. And even with uh, DeRozan in for the Spurs, they still weren't able to um, outscore the Jazz. Yeah, and looking at the Spurs stats, DeMar DeRozan, 22 points, one rebound, six assists, three steals for him. Devin Vassell, 11.6 rebounds. DeJounte Murray, 15.6 rebounds, five assists. Rudy Gay, 17.7 rebounds, one assist. And that was it for double-digit scoring. So the scoring really went down. I mean, being on a back-to-back is not always easy, but still the Spurs just didn't play to their best effort. Yeah, I noticed, uh, like you said, there's a lot of uh, players that didn't get double digits and even two of the starters didn't get uh, double digits. So I know that they're capable of that. So I guess they just kind of have to tap into it. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of another team coming off a back-to-back, the Lakers actually getting it done this time against the Denver Nuggets, 93-89. Uh, definitely this Lakers team playing better. LeBron James was not in the lineup, but Anthony Davis did have 25.7 rebounds, one assist. Alex Caruso, 11.5 rebounds, three assists. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 10.7 rebounds, two assists. Taylor Horton Tucker, 10 points, one rebound, and three assists. And Mark Gasol had 10 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. So, yeah, they definitely got a lot of secondary scoring in this game, and it helped them to get the win. Yeah, I think it's a good sign that they can um, beat a team like the Nuggets, uh, even though I don't think um, Jamal Murray was playing. But I think it was still a good win regardless. Yeah, for sure. And just looking at some of the Nuggets stats here, Nikola Jokic, 32 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals for him. Michael Porter Jr., 19.6 rebounds for him. JaVel McGee, 10 points, three rebounds, one assist. He had a big game, of course, because he received his championship ring in this game from the Lakers. So um, good double-digit scoring there for him. And yeah, only three double-digit scores for this Nuggets team. That's a pretty big problem, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess uh, Jamal Murray being in would probably would have fixed that. But Aaron Gordon is supposed to be another scorer who could score 20 points, and he only got five. So I guess he just kind of um, had an off night. Yeah, for sure. That's most likely the case. And um, I just want to now move into our playoff pickups. It'll be the last edition of playoff pickups, as most fantasy leagues will be ending in the next week or so. So... Uh, let's definitely take a look at that. Nate, I'll start with you. Uh, give us your first team to target for fantasy pickups in the playoffs. Sure. Um, I guess uh, this week I decided to go with um, the Celtics as one of the teams. Uh, I guess the reason is uh, some of their starters are injured, so the bench players will have uh, more minutes. So um, if you're in, a, I guess, a deeper league, or in kind of in between a shallow league and a deep league, you might be able to look at some of, some more of their players. Um, in terms of schedule, they're facing the Magic, the Bulls, the Heat three times. Is it twice or three times? Or, and the Cavs. So um, they have kind of a decent schedule. They should be competitive with most of those teams. And I guess an example of a player that you can kind of um, look at would be uh, Peyton Pritchard, 
Um, he's been having a good week so far. He's had multiple nights where he gets double digits. Um, he's gotten a lot of rebounds for a guard. Um, he gets a decent amount of assists. He gets a decent am- amount of steals. And his turnovers are usually not over two turnovers, which is a good sign for point guard off the bench. And another player would be, be someone like Aaron Nesmith, who's had... He's like really exploded off the bench. He's gotten three games over um, double digits. So that's another player that you can look at. And uh, yeah, definitely take a look at the Celtics. Yeah, for sure. And um, my first team is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, They have a very favorable schedule um, within the next few games. Um, I know their first game is against the Phoenix Suns, but after that, they have games against the Pacers, the Wizards twice, the Magic, and the Rockets. So this is definitely a team to jump on. Very favorable schedule. Um, I guess a player you could take a look at from them is Kevin Herter. He's around 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Um, just taking a look at um, his stats. Um, he's usually a double-digit scorer. Um, I know he's had a couple down games, but he should rebound from that. Um, definitely can get you at least maybe three rebounds, around three assists. Um, he can definitely put stuff in the steals uh, category. Some games he's averaging almost two assists, so really solid. Doesn't turn over the ball a lot. And his percentages, um, his field goal has been a little down in the past few games. So definitely monitor that. And his free throw is pretty solid. So definitely Kevin Herter is someone that you could look at from the Hawks. But I'll get back to you for your next uh, team. Sure. I guess another team that I think you could maybe take a look at would be Dallas. Their schedule's a little tough, but they have a lot of um, player availability. Um, I guess uh, their schedule um, this week is going to be the Heat, the Nets, the Cavs twice, and uh, the Grizzlies. So not the easiest schedule, but the, the, um, the Mavs are a decent team, so they should still be competitive even with their tough schedule. And I guess some players that you can kind of look at would be uh, Jalen Brunson. Um, Again, he's been uh, solid all year. Uh, I think his last game, he got 17 points, two rebounds, three assists, one steal. He gets a lot of um, double-digit games as a guard, so he's definitely someone that um, you want to look at. And there's... Uh, also Dwight Powell, if you need a center in a deep league. Um, he's also gotten a lot of uh, rebounds, which is really important. Um, his turnovers are pretty low most of the time. He gets uh, blocks, he gets steals. He's gotten uh, some double-digit scoring. So um, there's a lot of players to look at if you're uh, in need. So, yeah. All right, and then going to my second team, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Their upcoming schedule is uh, Cleveland, uh, LA Lakers, San Antonio Spurs, and Houston Rockets, so also very favorable for them as well. A player you could look at is Carmelo Anthony. Um, He plays uh, both forward positions, small forward and power forward. He's under 50% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, so definitely he's a guy you could take a look at. Um, in his last five games, he's been averaging around 15 points. He's been averaging around two rebounds, around uh, one assist, uh, one steal. Um, and he 
pretty much rarely turns the ball over. In those five games, he's only turned over the ball twice. He's very good with the ball, perfect free throw, and field goals around 0.500. So definitely shooting uh, close to or around uh, 50% every night. So definitely Carmelo Anthony, someone you can jump on in both shallow leagues. And if he's available in deep leagues, he's pretty much a must pick up at this point. For sure. And I guess I'll go into my um, last team, which would be the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Nets do have good player availability as they are one of the deeper teams in the league. And I guess their schedule is a little tough. They have the uh, Mavs, the Nuggets, the Bulls twice and the Spurs, but uh, Brooklyn is one of the best teams in the East. So they should be competitive with um, most of those teams. And I guess a player that you can kind of take a look at would be um, Jeff Green if you uh, need a center or a power forward or even a small forward. So he is available in three different positions, which is always convenient. Um, he gets um, a lot of um, points. He's had multiple nights with double-digit scoring, gets a lot of rebounds, gets a decent amount of assists and steals and gets an okay amount of uh, blocks and his turnover rate is pretty low as well. So definitely a player that you want to look at in a shallow league. And you can also kind of take a look at um, Landry Shamit if you're in a deeper league and you need a guard. Um, he's a really good scorer as well. Uh, gets decent amount of assists, decent amount of rebounds for a guard as well. And his uh, turnovers are usually no less than... Um, I mean, no more than two, so that's um, always a good sign. Yeah, for sure. And moving into my last team, I have the Charlotte Hornets. Their schedule is very favorable. They have the Detroit Pistons, Chicago Bulls, Orlando Magic, New Orleans Pelicans, and Denver Nuggets, so all beatable teams for them as they're trying to make the playoffs. A uh, player that you can definitely look at is Malik Monk, and uh, he plays both guard positions, point guard and shooting guard. Uh, he's under 15% rostered in Yahoo League, so he's definitely someone you can check out. Um, in his past two games since he's come back from injury, double-digit scoring. Um, this guy can shoot threes. Uh, he's averaged one rebound per game, averaged three assists per game, um, averaging one steal per game, only turned over the ball once in those two games, perfect free throw, and uh, field goal close to 0.500, so definitely – Go check this guy out, deep leagues and possibly shallow leagues if you have an injury. Um, so, yeah, the Charlotte Hornets is my final team for playoff pickups. And uh, just moving into our general outlook of the NBA, just looking at the standings the way they are right now, um, both Philadelphia and Brooklyn have clinched playoff spots in the East. It looks like Milwaukee will follow suit in that case. And then after them, we have the Knicks, the Hawks, the Heat, the Celtics, the Hornets at 8th, Pacers at ninth, Wizards at 10th, and both the Raptors and the Bulls have still not been eliminated. So, I mean, is there a possibility that either the Raptors or the Bulls could catch up to the Wizards? Uh, it's going to be really tough. Um, they're going to have to play their best basketball over a long stretch. And they're going to have to hope that uh, the Wizards and the Pacers play their worst stretch of basketball. So uh, they're pretty much dependent on other teams at this point. But the Pacers haven't been 
uh, doing their best. So um, maybe the Pacers might drop down to 11th and maybe either the Bulls or the Raptors can take them, but it's going to be tough to say. Yeah, I mean, most teams only have like six or seven games left. And I mean, when you're three games behind, it just gets really tough at this point. So we'll definitely have to see about that. And then just moving to the Western Conference, more teams have clinched here. The top four teams, the Jazz, the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Clippers have all clinched playoffs. And then you got Lakers in fifth, Dallas in sixth, Portland Trailblazers in seventh, Golden State Warriors in eighth, Memphis Grizzlies at ninth, and San Antonio Spurs at 10th with the Pelicans um, just lurking there at 11th. They are two and a half games behind the Spurs. Is it possible that the Pelicans catch up? Um, Maybe, but I guess uh, we'll have to see. I mean, the Spurs, they might have a, a, a chance of snapping their losing streak, hopefully for their sake. But again, we'll just have to see about that. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs have lost four in a row, not something to be um, impressed with. But, uh, yeah, they just really need to turn things around. And, I mean, holding that 10th spot is still going to be tough because you'll have to play a team like Portland. So, I mean, yeah, we'll definitely have to see about that. Yeah, the Spurs are going to have the biggest uh, run in a long time if they end up making it in. Yeah, for sure. It's just going to be really difficult at this point. Um, and then uh, just moving into the preview for Tuesday's game slate, um, just moving into um, the games on the slate. Uh, the first game, the Phoenix Suns at the Cleveland Cavaliers, the spread opened up at 13 points in favor of the Suns. Do you think they cover that or do you think the Cavaliers have a chance to keep it close? Um, I guess it depends if the Cavs are fully healthy, but I think that if the Suns kind of play to their potential, it should be possible. All right. And uh, just moving to the next game, we have the Charlotte Hornets at the Detroit Pistons. The Hornets are favored by six and a half. Um, the Pistons haven't been healthy. I really think Charlotte should cover this. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um. I feel like it's it might end up uh, being a closer game if Jeremy Grant is in, but without him in the lineup, uh, you should definitely take a look at the Hornets. For sure. And uh, a rematch game, uh, we have the Brooklyn Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks. Another big game here. Bucks are favored by two points. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a toss-up here in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be hard to um, say, but I mean, you have Kevin Durant and you have uh, Kyrie and you have a lot of players all the way down. So maybe it'll be a close game, but we'll have to see. Maybe this is one of the classic bounce back games for the Nets where they get it done this time around, but we'll definitely have to see. And then just moving to the next game, the Sacramento Kings at the OKC Thunder. The Kings are favored by nine points. And I mean, I kind of like the Thunder here. They've been keeping it close with a lot of good teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're kind of assuming that De'Aaron Fox is going to play, but um, Shea hasn't been playing, and they're still the Thunder are still competitive with a lot of teams, and they almost beat the Suns, so they might be able to keep it close with the Kings as well. 
Yeah, for sure. And just looking at the next game, it is a rematch from the Tuesday slate, or sorry, from the Monday slate on the Tuesday slate. It's the Golden State Warriors at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, do you see the Pelicans sort of bouncing back here, or do you think the Warriors take two games in a, in a row against them? I mean, uh, on paper, they don't really have anybody to stop Zion, but it kind of depends on everybody else on the team, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, they did a really good job uh, playing against this Pelicans team on the Monday's game, but I think it could be a bounce back here as well. I'm just uh, looking at that. And then uh, moving to uh, the next game, uh, it's the Toronto Raptors at the LA Clippers. The Raptors are underdogs by eight and a half points. I think if most of their teams in the lineup, the Raptors can keep it close. I just don't know who's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it's going to be tough to see if um, OG or Fred Van Fleet is going to be in. Cause I think um, OG rolled his ankle and one of, I think it was the Utah jazz game. So they're going to be kind of careful about that. So I guess uh, if they're both of them are not in, then it might end up uh, being a large lead for the Clippers. But I don't know, maybe Pascal and Kyle will make another Herculean effort. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. And uh, just moving into the last game, the Dallas Mavericks uh, at the Miami Heat. The Heat are favored by three points. This game's another one of those toss-ups in my mind. It's just going to depend who's in the lineup for Dallas. But if Dallas is fully healthy, can they beat a fully healthy Miami team? Which team do you think is better here? Um, I think it's pretty close, but I guess I might have to give it to the Mavericks. They might be able to pull off a win against the Heat. All right. And that should be the end of, of, of our preview and the episode of Big Time Basketball um nate thanks again and um yeah just follow us on instagram uh, and twitter at fan fan podcast make sure you check us out we post picks there for games uh, if you need uh spreads um or picks whether it's for nba or nhl check us out definitely check out the podcast on youtube um on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. like share subscribe hit the bell for notifications Give us reviews, all that good stuff. And um, Nate, thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.